Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Karate Kid is the definitive film of Generation X. While the adults were busy calling us slackers, this is how we saw ourselves, as underdogs, latchkey kids trying to figure out how to overcome bullies and obstacles all on our own, and willing to put in the hard work to get it done. And by hard work, she means by going in with some random old man and just going to his house every single day for like six months. This is 80s Movies Guide. A guide to what's wrong with your parents. I'm Riley Roberts. And I'm Tara McNamara. The Karate Kid is about Daniel Russo, a 15-year-old teen whose single mom moves them from Jersey to the Valley, where he meets the girl of his dreams and her jealous ex-boyfriend and his gang of friends, all of whom happen to be black belts at a karate dojo whose motto is, No Mercy. The Karate Kid starts off saying how fighting doesn't solve problems. But the entire movie is about how fighting solves their problems. Welcome to the 1980s. This, I, this, is, this is really true, Riley. I think that's a really good point. I want to know, before we start and we get into what's wrong with your parents, uh, what you thought about The Karate Kid. Does it hold up today? Well, I was watching The Karate Kid like every weekend with my dad since I was like six. So I will always love The Karate Kid. Um... But I do think it's really weird that just the the guy, I guess, who owns the apartment building, they never really established that. He just... I think it's the, he's the maintenance man. Oh, okay. Okay. You, uh, you never picked that no, up. No, I didn't. I mean, he fixed their sink, so I assumed he was, like, the owner of the apartment think, building or something. I think Like, they the call, landlord. Well, I think they call him... They may call him the super in it, and if so, that's a term that's used... No, I know what the super is. I'm okay, just saying, I'm just saying they I'm use it on saying, the East like, Coast, and it's not something okay, we use okay. here. Well, he's a super, but for some reason he has a, an entire house, like... Like, pretty far away with a ton of cars, which nobody really understands why. Maybe it's how like he an, got them. Yeah, how did he get like these really expensive, like, like eight, like really nice cars? And he invites like a 16 year old kid, 15 to a, when it starts, 15 year old kid to his house every single day and promises him that he'll teach him karate so that he can beat, fight his bullies and be in the championship and win. Or at least try and win because it doesn't matter if you win or not. But that's super weird. <laughs> like well, this I kid think... doesn't know him except that the guy gave him a bonsai tree and apparently they're friends now. And <laughs> the mom just immediately trusts him too. The, like, yes, this is this is exactly this is exactly what's wrong with your parents. This is exactly what um, Daniel's mother is a very good indicator of eighties parenting, including letting some you know, man that she's just met, just let her son go to his house every single day, spend more time with him than her. No questions asked, no curiosity about what's going on over there. 
That is very 80s. And and she's not even concerned most of the movie about anything. Like, when he takes off his glasses and she sees that he has a black eye, he's like, I fell off my bike. Like, no, you no, you didn't. Well, she knew he didn't. She knew that wasn't true. But I think this <laughs> but is... But then he came back home, like, a couple days later with scars, like, with him bleeding in the face, another black eye, just really destroyed. And there was nothing... Like about that, like, right? Like right. The, it, the old man, he he helped him and he got him all cleaned up, but that didn't take any of that away. This is why <laughs> the Karate Kid is such a great device to understand Generation X. This is exactly what was going on. I mean, Women's Lib had kicked in the door uh, in the seventies, so it allowed women to start joining the workforce. And by the eighties, they were there. They were, uh, and, and the result was a bunch of latchkey kids and their parents had no idea what was going on in their kids' lives. They weren't around to do anything about it anyway. They were very concerned with their own lives. And you see that Daniel's mother loves him and she cares about him, but her lack of involvement through today's lens is alarming. Uh, and the thing that the thing about that is is that the way that parents were not involved in our lives didn't go um, unnoticed by my generation. We resented it. <laughs> A lot. Uh, when Daniel says to his mother, you didn't ask me if I wanted to move here. I think that one line, that, that line, volumes, volumes that you can understand from that. Because I can't imagine a teen in any prior generation feeling it was their place to say that to their parent. Um, because, of course, they have no say in whether you move or not. That is not a child's prerogative that's not their place to say it. That's how it has always been. In the 80s, things started to change a little. It was really the 90s, I think, where uh, when, when parents started telling kids that they could be anything they want to be and started giving them more more rope and more uh, leniency. But I want to get back to this thing about the way that we resented the way our um, parents weren't around. So as a generation, we rebelled against the fact that we felt our parents didn't understand us and they just left us to our own devices. And we all had something that we were dealing with maybe as a result, like we had an older sibling who tormented us or there were bullies or we weren't doing well in school and our parents weren't helping us. Uh, and maybe it just was that we felt like our parents didn't care or couldn't be bothered. The result of all of this is helicopter parents. That's what. That's why. That's why helicopter parents exist because we know what the what was happening. We know that when kids have no supervision and no guidance, bad things happen. We know that because we lived it. I almost set the house on fire twice when I was seven, eight, <laughs> left at home with my older brother who was three years older. I would uh, heat up pop tarts in the microwave. You can't put. Um, you can't put uh, aluminum in the microwave, which is how they used to come packaged, just so you know. I it, feel like that's common sense, Mom. <laughs> I was a kid, though. The point is I was too – nobody told me that. I feel you like don't, I knew that when I was five. <laughs> you know why? Because I almost set the house on fire twice from doing that. Nobody told me. So this is exactly the point. We just – we know, and so that's why you got helicopter parents now. Well, that sucks. <laughs> I, go, I, feel like, I feel like your generation is like, oh, our parents were never there for us. And our generation is like, back 
up. Like, <laughs> hop off, bro. Like, this is annoying. And I think we all still feel that my parents don't understand me because your parents don't. It's like, including you, you don't know what this, what high school is like now than when it was when you were in high school. Like, it's totally different. So there's always, I feel like that's just an always, you know, I that's, think that's always going to happen. Because life changes. So you, you, um, first of all, kids seem to have gotten even meaner. I mean, they, these are some bullies in the Karate Kid, well, but the I bullies, feel like... the bullies, I feel like when they show them in movies from the 80s are kind of like, you suck, <laughs> or like, like, or beat you up or something. My bullies at school are like, talk about behind, talk about you behind your back a lot, um, just make up rumors, try and destroy your life, tell your teacher stuff that's not true. <laughs> Anyways, um, but that's, it, it's, it's, mind more of, it's more of mind games now and playing people. It's, it's less of, um, you know, like actually straight up being like you're fat. How do you think that the bullies would have cyber bullied Daniel if that happened today? I feel like those bullies wouldn't understand how. Like, they didn't seem to be very talkative. They mm-hmm. just seemed like, let's beat that kid up. <laughs> All fists and fury. Um, and just punch. Like, they didn't even talk, basically, throughout the entire movie. Like, the mm-hmm. kid just was like, who do you think you are? And then just, like, beat him up, like, mm-hmm. 20 times. Mm-hmm. And that they, I don't think they ever did any talking before uh- that. Well, I, I, I think that what you're saying about the bullies also plays to how things were in the 80s and understanding Generation X, um, understanding your parents. So Daniel doesn't cry. He doesn't go to the police and file uh, an assault charge. He doesn't even tell his school's coach, the soccer coach, remember when he's trying out yeah. for the team and he the, the guy uh, trips, him. trips him and he attacks him and, and then he doesn't get a chance to play soccer. Um, the principal, uh, then there's a teacher that he kind of goes to talk to and, and to, to get out of being. Uh, no, he was, I don't, he wasn't trying to talk to the teacher to get out. Of no, no, to get out of being bullied. He's like, hey, remember he says, oh, you know, we were just talking about this. No, uh, I don't think he was doing that to be bullied. I think he was trying to. I don't think it was that, because he knew that they weren't allowed to harass... Like, they're not allowed to harass him before the championship. And he knew that, so he was trying to take advantage of that. Like, hey, boys, what's up? Like, let's go talk to the teacher. Come on, let's go! And just mm-hmm. try and mess with them. Okay, well, that's probably true. I don't think that was true. trying to get out of anything. The point is, is there was a teacher, there was a soccer coach, there were opportunities. He never takes them. He never tells them, I'm being bullied, they're beating me up, this you know, black eye, this, uh, you know, the, the scratches, all of these injuries are coming from them. Um, you know, I mean, Mr. Uh, Miyagi does go with him to the dojo to talk to the sensei. And that, of course, that doesn't go well, um, (laughs) to say, leave the boy alone. It doesn't go awful, but it doesn't go pretty good. Right. Leave the boy alone. No. And well, the part where the sensei says, yeah, that was weird. That's the fact that the adult sensei who was in the war and all of this stuff is like, no, we're not, we are no mercy. We're not going to stop beating up this 15 year old. Like my kids will break his arm. Like 
Right. Like, what? Like, what, what's the point? <laughs> I don't understand. There was also this hyper masculinity that was going on in the and, 80s that was fueled by film, by the way. So that that part of him saying, OK, we'll go. We, they'll leave your boy alone until the tournament. But then it's open season. If you fail, if you don't show, it's open season. So, yeah, the idea that this adult would say, yes, I want you to kill and destroy this child. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Oh, God. And also, during the championship, I felt like so many of those, of the bullies that were were just, like, were on, like, cocaine or, like, heroin or something. Or, like, steroids. Mm -hmm. Because they were bouncing all over the place, screaming their heads off. Like, it was just, like, a whole thing. Like, they just looked like they were just out of control. And everyone else was, like, calm, like you know, like, bowing, and they would, like, do a slight bow and, like, really fast, and, like, that's what I felt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just yeah. seemed like they were on drugs, and yeah. I feel like the coach gave it to them. I, I think you're probably right. I think that, I mean, I'll go with that. I think that's probably right. I just want to get back to the idea, yeah, though, but back that... Yeah, back to what you're saying, um, I feel like this generation, because, well, because your generation was so... Uh, my, I'm not going to involve my parents. They couldn't be bothered. Well, it's part of that, but it's also, we're not a wuss. We have to handle our problems ourselves. Uh, and the only way to get a bully off your back was to kick their butt or earn their respect. Like that, that was the point of view. And I think the outcome of being helicopter parents, so your kids don't have to go through that like you did, because that's hard. Mm-hmm. I tried. It's hard. And, it, like, it caused us to be like, they pushed me. I'm suing. That's gender <laughs> discrimination. Like, I feel like now we're now we're the babies because you put us in the wuss position. I, I'm not denying that. I think you're probably right. Um, I will go with that. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Okay. The third <laughs> point I want to make about looking at the karate kid and understanding uh, your parents is that Daniel's way to success is how we see ourselves, which is that our generation believes success is the result of putting in the work, Uh, train hard, focus, self-discipline, grit, determination, do that and you will succeed. There is a phrase that has been said in this house repeatedly until you asked us to stop, which is, I don't remember. Suck it up. Yeah, no. <laughs> I I actually had a John Mellencamp saying on my locker when I was in high school, which says, suck it up and be the best you can. Um, because yeah, but sometimes that's not the situation. Like it's, I it's, feel like sucking it up is always the right answer. I think that, I, you know, like I said, we're babies here. We're not, no, I'm not going to suck it up. Well, I think it is different. Now, millennials, um, instead, so our, our belief, right, is put in the work and follow the path. Millennials believe in abandoning the way it's done and the way it's always been done to find shortcuts and easier paths. And then your generation, Generation Z, just seems to question why they should have to do it at all. Like, why should I do have to do the homework? I, you know, I get it. I don't. Why do I have to take a test? Why should I follow the rules if I think they're dumb? Why should I eat what you make for dinner if there's some, you know, if I can just go get McDonald's? I mean, why should I suck it up to a bully when I could just do something about it? Well, do su- something about it, sure. Yeah, but then that's not always the best option. No. But I'm, I'm like, I'm not saying that. But it, sucking it up doesn't help at all. Like, that just kind of, it hurts emotionally. 
Like, it's not, it, when you tell a girl who's on her period, who just got, like, I don't know, dumped, and you tell her, suck it up, yeah, hop off. Like I said, our generation is hop off and back up. That story felt very personal. It wasn't. No, (laughs) that was a random thing, but there is stuff like that where it's, like, heartbreaking news, and you're just crying, and you're on your period or something, and just everything's not going your way, and then your stepdad comes in and says, suck it up. And you're just like, get out of my, just get out of my room. Like literally Mm -hmm. I'm not talking to you for a week Mm because it's, it's not something you say to someone Mm -hmm. unless you want to be like emotionally in pain for another week. Um, by the way, uh, I have thought about that line, no bad students, only bad teachers. That's true. I, I've had plenty of awful teachers, and I failed every class. Um, and then I switched to a different class, the same class, different teacher, and I got better grades. Okay. I was just thinking how many teachers grumble whenever they hear that, uh, because it gives one thing about your generation, I feel like, is the lack of accepting of responsibility. And it's not my fault. So, well, there you go. <laughs> it's not my fault. You're dumb. Um, all right. So let's talk about the head slap moments in the Karate Kid. I really thought when we went into watching the Karate Kid that this would be the exception to the rule. There would not be a, here's what's wrong with your parents, but rather a, here's what's right with your parents. And then of course it does have some head slap moments. For instance, Mr. Miyagi gives Daniel a shot of whiskey. Yeah, that's fun. (laughs) And has him drive with no license. And can we talk about something that I had no recollection of whatsoever, which was Johnny rolling a joint at the Halloween dance? Well, I don't think you noticed it because it didn't. It, it's one of those things that's like, yep, that's high school. I see. I don't remember. I, I, here's my. I need people to either back me up or tell me I'm wrong. I my recollection of high school, and I went to high school in Oklahoma and Dallas, and Wichita. And so you know where this is going, that she was in very nice schools with very (laughs) prissy little girls. Um, No, I'm just saying I went to three different high schools in different states, So, and the experience in all three was that smoking pot was not cool. It was something stoners did and losers, and now newer drugs were coming along, ecstasy, and those were okay. <laughs> uh, and it would appear in high school that was okay. But uh, but smoking pot was not. And so when I look at these films in which I don't rem- – like, for instance, The Breakfast Club, where they have a scene where they all get high. I'm, I'm like, who was getting high in the 80s like that with, with, with pot? I just well, don't remember well, that at all. Well, in The Breakfast Club, none of them really ever did that except for the – Bender. The – bad yeah. guy so not the bad guy but like the yeah no stoner yeah. dude that you could tell was definitely rock punk guy um and he gave it to all of them they're like oh i mean we're bored why not mm-hmm. but um no i think it's because you went to country kind of middle of america kind of schools and it was also the 80s, they were big all big cities though but, oklahoma but city I'm wichita and dallas the biggest cities in but it's still like this today though actually you know what i'm gonna take that back because okay california new york and oregon and you know any of those big places are just like drugs are fine for everyone 
Like, nobody cares. Except unless you do meth or heroin, then people care. But if, you're, but if you're doing... These new drugs that are making people lose their brains and But if you're doing die. stuff like pot, people are like, whatever. Like, no, like it doesn't hurt you in any way. Scientists, whatever. I, I disagree stuff, with that. I disagree okay, with well, that. There have been studies. I'm not no, getting into this fight. I'm not getting into this There are studies that show that it can mess with your brain, especially if you have a genetic I'm makeup. Not, getting into this conversation okay okay fair enough what i'm trying to say is that california is one like they're in the karate kid they are based in california Mm -hmm. whether it's san diego or wherever they are they're in a ton of different places they're in the valley they're in the valley okay they're in the valley they're in a tough although it makes it look like they're always by the beach it makes it look as if the valley is next to the beach and if you don't know and you're not familiar with los angeles it's not it's not it's like four hours away i mean that's well it, it with traffic. With traffic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's L.A. <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, if you go at 3 a.m., you probably got a 25-minute ride. But every other time of the day, it's yeah. going to – it's a commitment. Um, but they're based in California, and California is one of those states. That right. is like that beachy yep. kind of – that kind of stuff. So in California, that was probably okay, while in uh, Missouri, that's not <laughs> – like that's probably not the best option – if you don't want to be a stoner. At least in so, 1985, 1984. But now, I do know why. It's actually different now because in California, people do, I know so many high schools that just do a ton of drugs, just don't care, are just all over the place because they can and they feel like it. And it's also, now it's cool to do any of those. But Let's um, not say that. It, no, it is. I just feel like we shouldn't say that. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm trying to be truthful here. Here, where I, where my high school, both of the high schools I've been to, are yeah, partying's cool, drugs are cool. Let's go do cocaine. Like that's what it's like, like over here. But I do know that in places, especially like Texas. And places like that that are kind of like super country. How about conservative? conservative that might be the word you're looking whatever. for. They, they're apparently, I've asked my cousin who doesn't do anything. She's one of the most innocent people I've ever met. But I've asked my cousin, my friend that moved there, and just people that I know in those kinds of states. And they say it's so boring that they just have, like, there's nothing to do in Texas. So they, people usually lead to drugs. Like I know my friend who was here, who was doing not too, not a lot of drugs, probably just like smoking. And then, you know, maybe like, I feel like that was it. I feel like he was only smoking and he got really upset and he like ran away for like a day, came back. His dad sent him to Texas with his mom. And all he did was just do more drugs because it's more available because there's nothing to do. (laughs) And my cousin has even said, yeah, there's absolutely nothing to do in Texas. So it's really weird, but times have changed and people are bored. You guys, how in the world you're bored? I don't know. There's so much <laughs> available to you right now. This is this, I don't know where it comes from. This is the point in which parents put their hands in their you know their face in their hands and shake their heads and and think how can you be bored when there are there's so much content out there there's so many things to do you have technology that we never had you have so that much that gets boring more. i've watched i've watched i don't know how many youtube videos in like two days i've probably watched 100 youtube videos in two days i have almost watched 
every single show on Netflix. This is nothing to be bragging about. I'm just saying, there is nothing to do. All, everything that you want to do... You as live a, by as a, a beach. Kid. Okay, but it's cold right now. So how are we supposed to go to the beach when it's freezing? It's 68 to 70. Okay, well, it's freezing to me. So, you know, I'm not going to go... I don't feel like going to the beach right now. But the thing is, is people are just so... We we have all this stuff, and we finish it so fast, and there's nothing else to do. And as kids, most of us don't have jobs. I, right now, have two jobs, but that's a different story. But there's there's nothing to do unless you spend money. And most of the time, your parents are not going to give you money out here because you might spend it on drugs or something like that. Well, if you guys didn't spend it on drugs, maybe we would give you money. That's how we look at it. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing. All right. I'm just saying that most parents don't give their the his- kids. The-, the history of teenagers, though, is that you just spend time together. You talk about things. You do your homework. But my parents you don't enjoy- understand me. <laughs> that's what. That's the whole point of what we're talking about right now. They don't understand us. All right. So what I've arrived at is that while the Karate Kid identifies and defines Generation X. Times haven't changed that much? They have, but they haven't. They're still bullies. Who are probably worse. Who find new ways to bully. Mind mind bullying. Um, You can't really... Right now, you can't really cyber bully anyone anymore. Because that can go to the principal and people can see that and be like, what's this? Totally hate that person. You know, everything's public. So it's, you know, it's, it, people don't really separate bully that much anymore. And if you do, then you text and you're like, yo, what's up? Like, what's up with that comment? Why are you trying to play with me right now? Um, yeah, you, but, had a, you had a friend who was a bully at, when you were in junior high, uh, friend slash foe, who, uh, friend of me. Who, who would bully you? And then when you said something to her, she in a text she would say, "Why are you cyberbullying me?" <laughs> and then she would have the evidence and make exactly. So people don't do that anymore. We don't like <laughs> like the movie the the movie on Netflix cyberbully is not true anymore. <laughs> like that was some two thousand stuff. Mm-hmm. This is two. That was so 2012. That was no, so 2008 when we ha- when we just got computers. That's what <laughs> when that we was. just got computers. Yeah, when your generation when got you were social eight. media oh, with okay. computers. Okay, there you go. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not. I know we've had computers since oh, for a I while. I think you've never Anyways, known life without. Back a to what I was saying. Bullies are basically the same, but in their own different way. Um kids these days don't really feel like they want to do something about it but it's not i want to beat the crap out of them it's more of i'm gonna go to the principal and sue them and i think you know it's just stuff like that where it's we have the same ideas but we're not doing the same things and how do you think your generation will parent just out of curiosity since you've seen the 80s version and you know firsthand painfully exactly i'm not how on top of it parenting is now i want to be i feel like every parent wants to be like gilmore girls mm-hmm. where the mom and the daughter are best friends oh. and the daughter is the smartest kid in the world and just reads all the time never never lies never does oh, anything bad so great. yeah see what i mean <laughs> i feel like i'm i feel like i'll be like the cool mom that'll kind of be like do what you want but at the same time not abandon them 
you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to, I'm always going to set rules and I'm going to do that. I'm not going to abandon them totally, but I'm going to let them have a little freedom because I know what it's like to not have anything. Well, the other thing that's going on right now is overly empathetic parenting, which is the parenting style I have, which is not <laughs> what I would recommend, but I just, I feel like I understand, like, I know I wouldn't like that done to me. So I think that you're going to be the opposite and you know all of the shenanigans that you pulled and you are not going to allow your kids <laughs> to get anything over on you. I feel like, yeah, I'm not going to let them, like, get it over on me. Like, like I'm going to be like, I know what you're doing. I'm going to let you do it this one time. But if you do it again, if you try and sneak it, you can tell me and I'll let you go. But if you try and sneak it again, that's when that's when punishments are coming in. We will. We shall see. We'll do an update in 20 years. <laughs> I'm Tara McNamara. And I'm Riley Roberts. Please come to our website, 80smovieguide.com, and subscribe to our podcast. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 80smovieguide. And we'll see you next time for another talking about how crappy your parents were in the 80s. Thanks. Right. Nothing's gonna ever keep me down. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.